She's Awakened is a podcast hosted by Awakened Souls Ministry. We all come to know God because He has touched our hearts in some way, therefore awakening us. Let's chat and open ourselves up to becoming vessels on topics His Spirit leads us to. Well, good morning, my very beloved, beloved sisters in Christ and also desert people. We're doing things a little bit different this morning. I'm actually pre-recording this message because I'm going to be traveling over the weekend and just in the event that I lose connection or don't have a very good service, I wanted to make sure that we still made it possible for you to uh, listen to this month's uh, message. And, um, and so first and foremost, I am so, so overjoyed, okay, that you've joined us today and that you're faithfully still joining us every single month. I cannot be more grateful and humbled, okay, by your faithfulness to our ministry. So for that, I thank you. And I love you so very much, each and every one of you. Uh, my hope is that God will continue to give us the discernment to keep sharing and declaring his good news so that no matter what life sends our way, you are still prompted to navigate with him, his wisdom, and, um, and with his peace. So let me just start off by praying um, before we dedicate this time. Uh, and this message to the Lord. So Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for only you have over orchestrated this day for each one of us. Thank you that from the very moment we opened our eyes this morning, Lord, we received the gift to walk with you in this journey called life. Delight us, Lord, with your presence in our homes Come into our hearts, Holy Spirit, and please take over, take over and saturate this place with your wisdom and discernment, Father. I pray that our entire being will be receptive, our minds and our spirit will be spiritually awakened. I pray that this message, which you have led me to prepare, Lord, will prompt all of us with new instructions by you, Father. So that from this day forward, we see life's troubles with a whole new perspective, filled with hope and peace because we never walk alone, but with you, God. It is in your holy name, Jesus, that I pray. Amen. So the title of this month's message is Desert People. And as I go through a message, I hope that, that you will understand or that I've portrayed why going forward, we need to embrace that we're desert people and we're not the first generation to be called desert people. So anyway, I thank you and let's get started. So for the past two months, I've been participating in a Bible study and that Bible study call, is called Walking with God in the Desert. And it's truly impacted me. And not only just impacted me, but it's truly, truly 
prompted me to be reminded of God's mercy and his sovereignty in times of trouble, sometimes desperately, you know, more challenging uh, times than others in my life. So these troubles, and many of you may call it something else, may categorize them as, you know, iniquities, adver um, adversaries, setbacks, or even sins. But I'll refer to them in this message as desert times. This Bible study taught me to mentally relive those difficult seasons to be awakened and see the lesson and message that God wanted to change in me. It induced a new wave of healing, purging old hurts and learning to welcome new desert times with a new heart. My greatest takeaway was to set myself up with constant reminders. And like me, I take great, great pleasure in writing, so I journal them. Um, but I also did something so beautiful, and I will share a picture of what I've done. Um, but I've set myself, I've set myself with even physical reminders in my home. And um, like I said, I will share a picture um, after this message. I'll make sure to text it to everyone because I do want you to be encouraged. So the scripture that really catapulted this message from this Bible study was in Deuter it's in the book of Deuteronomy and it's in chapter two, verse seven. And my favorite translation um, of this scripture was from the New Living Testament. And it reads, um, because, um, well, it was taken when God spoke to his chosen people, the Israelites, after setting them free from slavery and having them journey for 40 years in the life-threatening deserts of Egypt. And God's word says, for the Lord your God has blessed you in everything you have done. He has watched your every step through the great wilderness. During these 40 years, the Lord your God has been with you, and you have lacked nothing. When I read this scripture, it truly just told me, and my spirit was so stirred up because it really showed that God's speaking of his infinite, immeasurable provision and never failing presence. So God's objective through the great exodus and i'm sure that a lot of you probably know what that story is about and that's where god took his chosen people the israelites from captivity into freedom uh, from egypt and into the promised land and so his objective was to deliver his people from the chaos of sin but god's divine purpose was to use the israelites to restore peace meaning shalom, and it means unity, harmony, and putting order for a holy nation. He revealed himself to his people, gave them identity as his chosen people, and instructed them in who he wanted them to become and who he wanted them to, and how he wanted them to live. 
So it's been nearly seven months. That's more than half of, half of a year where millions of lives have been devastatingly uprooted from their norm, oftentimes, unfortunately, unexpectedly. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 9, God's word says, But we have this precious treasure, the good news about salvation, in unworthy earthen vessels of human frailty, so that the grandeur of surpassing greatness of the power will be shown to be from God, his sufficiency, and not from ourselves. We are pressured in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, hunted down and persecuted, but not deserted, struck down, but never destroyed. Millions right now would say we are living in a chaotic world. And for some, even in desert times, where the struggle is unbearable and the experience is accompanied by overwhelming suffering, where hardship meets desperation. I've been there. In the spiritual realm, those desert times or experiences can be described as fear, fear of the unknown, depression or worry or anxiety from maybe having lost our job due to the current state of our economy, or maybe from the loss of a loved one due to the COVID virus, loneliness and sadness from the COVID restrictions, anger, bitterness, resent, and unforgiveness from being emotionally persecuted and betrayed. Sexual bondages like pornography and adultery and other types of spiritual strongholds like laziness, pride, violence, procrastination, rebellion, selfishness. What I want you to know is that sin and disobedience to God's laws equals chaos. The Israelites also failed God. Despite he performed many miracles right before their very eyes while traveling through the treacherous desert wilderness, they were also, they were also stubborn. They doubted God. They were resistant to his commands. They complained about not having food or not having water. They became unfaithful. They were rebellious and unwilling towards God. So here we are thousands of generations and nations later, as like the Israelites. We are still God's desert people. And as in earthly deserts, where one may experience physical threats and dangers. We will also, in our spiritual lives, I'd like you to ask yourself, what do you do? Or what do I do when trouble comes? Do I get angry? Do I immediately seek how I can self-sufficiently 
fix the struggle? Do I dwell on the problem to the point of getting sick and depressed or the iniquity to find reason or approval to get even? Do I question and get mad at God? How can we claim to be followers of Jesus Christ if our first thought is not Jesus, but our desert experience? The real signs that Jesus is first in our lives is when we run to God. We cling to him and we praise him and we serve him and we pray and we surrender our desert experiences, our circumstances, our hurts, our pain. And let God do God. Do we immediately, it's when we immediately seek him to lead us and guide us. In Isaiah 49, verse 10, God promises, they will not hunger or thirst, nor will the scorching heat or sun strike them down. And he who has compassion on them will lead them and he will guide them to springs of water. That's from the Amplified Version. And so God and his promises written throughout the Bible is our living water. Every renowned battle is a victory through Christ. Every psalm and hymn was written to him and sung to him because of his goodness and protection and provision. The gospel has filled hope into our hearts of his people. And lastly, God's laws, his commandments and instructions to you and me, they need to be our wedding vows to God. Because as God promised from the very beginning, and it's written in Genesis 22, verse 14, and he says, so Abraham named the place, the Lord will provide. And it is said to this day on the mountain of the Lord, it will be seen and provided. We will get to see God's provision. And not just me when it's my prayer that I need answered. But it's for others to see. So he's going to show it. He's going to provide it in a way where it's going to display that it came from God. And if it doesn't, or you don't feel that it does, then we need to make sure that we exalt that provision. Walking with God in the desert is where we find him all over again. And he's not only restoring us, he's molding us, he's refining us, he's reminding us of what he's done in our lives in the past and the miracles that he's given us. It's about him helping us to rediscover ourselves and what he's wanting from us, believing that God can do it again and falling in love with him all over again. 
I want you to know that your desert experience has a God divine appointed and intended specific purpose. God's greatest longing is for you and me to choose to depend on only him, to come before him, whether you do it with subtlety, whether you come to him sobbing or yelling out loud in the midst of your desperation, he still wants it to be only him that you come to for his provision rather than trusting in ourselves or in others. So next time life sends you an unwanted sickness, an addiction of some sort that on your own, you're unable to set yourself free from or strive with a friend or even a family member. Maybe it's betrayal and deception from a colleague or a spouse. I ask you to pray. We've learned that God is with us, just a conversation away, working on our desert experience alongside us. So ask him to show you the big picture, to help you see your struggle through his eyes and to get his perspective. Ask him to guide you, to help you. And let him know to take over because you're feeling overwhelmed and you're carrying a great heaviness. So let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your heavenly persistence, Lord, to call upon us as your treasured desert people with a divine purpose to create a holy and righteous nation, Lord. Thank you for, your, for our desert seasons where we are spiritually and supernaturally awakened but where we also experience our greatest life lessons, redemption and freedom. Thank you that it is only through our praise, your word and our commitment to fellowship with you where we find the true shalom, peace, therefore lacking absolutely nothing in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So I just want to thank you so much for joining us today. I pray again, and I hope that you were truly blessed. And I welcome you for our next month's fellowship. Details will be coming soon. So I love you all so very much. And once again, I thank you and God bless you.